B'Shem Hashem, Naseh V'Nasliach. We are now on the 62nd version, Daf Samach Bet, of Berachot, closing in on the end of Mesechet, Baruch Hashem. I want to point out, we're in the, of course, the Harla Benon slash Ove Torah Daf Yomi edition. Uh, I would like to point out that whether a person is finishing the Mesechet or not, is a tremendous zechut to celebrate a siyum masechet. And even the biggest rabbis will stop what they're doing to attend the siyum masechet. And one would think, what's the big deal? Why do you have to celebrate the siyum masechet? After all, I learned what I learned, and I have it in Shamayim anyway. And since what I learned, I know, and I have it in Shamayim. What's the difference if I celebrate or not? If I do, I do. If I celebrate, it means I think a lot of myself. And maybe if a person has more anava, as a person has a lot of humility, so I don't want to celebrate my actions. Better to be quiet. That's true in general. You don't want to celebrate the millions of dollars that you made. That is praiseworthy. Having millions of dollars is nothing special. And therefore, not celebrating that is okay. Uh, a person wants to uh, not celebrate a physical achievement, there's nothing wrong. When a person has a spiritual achievement, it's the Yetzirah who wants him not to celebrate. Because that mitigates the spiritual achievement. And therefore, it is best at all times, number one, to actually celebrate your own, and to maximize them as opposed to minimize them, as well as to join in and celebrate in others, even one who did not finish himself or didn't even start himself by the fact that he's lending importance to it. By him staying home, he's making it a small thing. By him joining, he's making it big. We now are on the top of the Samach Bet Amur Alf. Welcome. Tanya. Amar Rabbi Akiba. Rabbi Akiba says, Pamachat nechnasti achar Rabbi Yeshua le One time, I followed my Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, to the Beta devarim. And when I followed him to the bathroom, I learned from him three things. The Matni, I learned, She'en nifnim mizrach l'ma'arav. I learned that you cannot go to the bathroom east-west, in the east-west position. Rather, only like we learned on the previous page, correct. In the previous page, we learned it regarding, yes, Benjamin, we learned it regarding someone who goes to Beth and Yehuda. Okay? That was number one. We also learned that person should not open himself up when he's standing. Rather, he should wait till he's actually sitting before he opens himself up as regards to siniyut. Not only that, there's even, yes, there's even siniyut in the bathroom. And we also learned that I do not wipe myself with my right hand, rather only with my left hand. Amal, the Gemara later on will give us a few reasons for this. Amalei ben Azai. So ben Azai asked him, Ad kan he azta panecha berbecha? Did you go so far 
to be me'iz panim, to follow your rabbi to the bathroom? Ay You follow your rabbi and you're watching your rabbi in the bathroom? It's aib. Amale Torahi vilmod anitzarich. He says, that's true if it's regular stuff. But since what my Rebbe does in the bathroom is part of the Torah, therefore I need to learn it. And if I need to learn it, I'm not embarrassed of anything. I'll follow my Rebbe to the bathroom. That's right. Tanya, we have another brighter. Ben Azai Omer, Ben Azai says, One time I followed Rabbi Akiva to the bathroom. Three things to him. Number one, You can't go to the bathroom. Only north, south, not east, west. We learned that you cannot go to the bath, you cannot open yourself when you're standing, only sitting down. We also learned that so far you may for your rabbi. He told him, Now, Ralph is giving me funny looks. What's your funny looks, Ralph? Why you didn't answer Rabbi? Repeated itself twice. Ralph's first question is that the Gemara seemingly the same answers were learned twice. Yeah. Okay, that's one question. Any other questions on this thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, Mrs. Albert. No. <laughs> How come he didn't answer Rabbi? He has to go to the bathroom and see. You can answer Rabbi Akiva and then he will tell him. I will do this, this, this. Why does he have to follow him? Yes, okay. You learn a lot of things following your rabbi. Well, sometimes following your rabbi, you can learn things. He, your rabbi wouldn't tell him, so that's a good question. But I, 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 the question I was going to ask was, that if you see, Ben Azay was the one who challenged, that's what you were going to ask? Ben Azay was the one who challenged Rabbi Akiva for looking at his rabbi. And now, he's looking at Rabbi Akiva himself. It's an interesting thing. So some say, I heard somebody say, um, that he learned from Rabbi Akiva that he could do it, so he did it to Rabbi Akiva himself. Others explain that Rabbi Akiva actually went to his real Rebbe. And Ben Azai to Rabbi Akiva was a Tamir Haver. And therefore, uh-huh. he, he was asking, okay, you asked your real Rebbe? I only followed you, which is like a Tamir Haver. But to follow a Rebbe, I, he didn't think it was fine. And then, what if a person lefty one? You should do lefty. What? What if the person lefty? Lefty, then we're going to see. It'll depend on the reasons that are coming up. It's a good question. Okay. Good. We're on the second wide line. Rav Kana al Gaga Gana Tute Puria de Rav. Rav Kana was lying under the bed of Rav. Shame de Sach Vesachak Vesachaf. He heard that he was talking to his wife. Vesachak, and then he laughed with his wife. Then and then he finally had relations with his wife. Sure Rav Kahana was under Rav's bed, wow. and he was listening to his Rebbe, and he heard him first talk to her, then laugh with her, and then sleep with her. from under the bed, he said, "Dami pume da'aba sarif tavshila." Rebbe's tasting. Like it's the first time, Rebbe sounds like it's the first time he was married. In Rebbe's, in, in Rav's relationship with his wife, he didn't make it like he was married for 40 years and he was tired of it. He made it like it was the first time he, he, ate, it, he ate food. 
it's a hint to the way he was having relations. So Rav told him, Kahana, you're here? Puk, Kish, it's not proper that you should be here. Amalo, so he told him, This is also Torah. The way the Rebbe is with his wife is also Torah, and I need to learn it. Was Rukhana married? I do not know. It does not say. I hope so. Does he get punished for this? It doesn't say that at all. No, it does not say he got punished. Okay. Um, let me just pause this a second. Now we'll have everything. How come we don't wipe with the right, only with the left? Hashem gave the Torah with the right hand, so therefore we only use the left. Okay. Since we use it for eating, you should not ever use it for for wiping. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Resh Lakish says, Because you use it for tefillin. Now you ask me, what if you're a lefty? So if you're a lefty, then this would flop, switch. And if you're a lefty, the previous one would switch. I don't know, according to Rava, who says, I'm not sure if it would switch according to him. Depending on which rabbi you go will depend on whether or not it switches if you're a lefty. The fourth reason, Rav Nachman Yitzhak Amar. Hashem gave us the Torah from his right hand. Correct. Rav Nachman Yitzhak Amar, Shemar Eba Ta'ameh Torah. The reason is, because when a guy is reading the, the sefer, and as he's reading the sefer, the other guy next to him goes like this with his hands. Which hand does he use? He uses the right hand. Therefore, the right hand is more holy, and therefore don't use it. Because something next to a Torah, to use for a Torah is very, very powerful. Ketanai, like a machoketanaim. Because you eat with it. Rabbi Yeshua says, because you write Torah with it. Okay. But, 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 person who is modest in the bathroom doesn't just get undressed. He's modest in the bathroom. He's safe from three things. He's safe from snakes. From scorpions. Even his dreams will have calm dreams. There was a better kiseh in Tiberius. That people, so many mazikim there, that even if two people go in, usually two people is better. And you go during the day, which is usually better. Still, they would get damaged. Rav Ami Rav Asi walked in each one alone, and nothing happened. Amulu Rabbanad, the rabbis told him, La, La, Mr. Fitu, aren't you guys scared? They said, Anan Kabbalah Gamrinam. 
we have a Kabbalah from our rabbis that Kabbalah de Betek is its niut gemrinan. Kabbalah de Betek is its niuta vishnikuta. If you accept to be siniut and not talk in the bathroom, Kabbalah de Yisur eshtikum ubayrachme. And then also, if you do that, then you don't have suffering. Sorry. If you wanted what to do in the bathroom, you should be modest and silent. And if you want to be careful uh, to avoid what to, what to do, if troubles come on you, be quiet and pray. Uh, one should not talk on the phone. The bathroom. Not talk. Text, whatever. I didn't say that. So, what kind of try? Is it speaking about uh, immune system? Abaye's mother had a sheep to take him into the bathroom. Mary had a lamb, Abaye had a sheep too. So, the says that now the reason why she'd take a lamb in, because this way the, he won't be alone and the, and the mazikim won't bother him. Why don't we get a goat? Because if you have a goat, it's even more protection. Which means, sometimes if you have a goat, you can mix it with the goat that looks like a demon, and that wouldn't help. Okay. Rava, before he was the head of the of the Masifta, his wife, who was the daughter of Rav Chista, we learned about her before. If you remember before, we learned in the previous Gemara that Rav was able, Rava was able to forgive the fortune teller for everything except for the loss of his wife, the daughter of Rav Chista. But anyway, this is a story while she was still alive. Rava was, before he was the head of his wife, the daughter of Chista, Right? She would take a walnut, put it in a copper uh, pitcher, and shake it to protect him from the snakes and the demons in the bathroom when he went to the bathroom. Bata de Malach, after he became the head, and now he's the head of the king of the of the yeshiva, it's more dangerous because it often happens that they're more jealous of rabbis. She made a special window into the bathroom and she left. Any time he went to the bathroom, she would come with him to, to protect him and put her hand on his head. You can imagine how, this is only one small way how she protected her husband. You can imagine why he was very upset when she passed away at the hands of that guy. Every single time you'd go to the bathroom, she says, I'm not letting you go to the bathroom unless I come with you and put my hand on your head so the Mazikim don't bother you. Amar Ula, Ula said, Once you're behind a door, you can go to the bathroom right there. You don't have to go far away from the wall so people don't hear you. Right away you close the door, it's fine. That's Ula. But if you're in an open area, as long as he can pass gas and his friend doesn't hear him, that's how far. But if you're behind the wall, then it's okay. That's according to Ula. Isi Barnatan matni hachi. But Isi Barnatan learns the opposite. He says, If you're behind the wall, you have to be able to pass gas if your friend's not hearing. It's not okay to pass gas behind the wall, according to Isi Barnatan. You have to be so far that he can't even see you. 
much further. So he's much stricter this Isi by Matan than Ula was. Says the Amitvi, we're asking a question on Isi. It says, Yos in it says they are allowed to go out outside the olive press and go to the bathroom right behind the door and they could still say that they're watching the olives not to come to because it goes right there. So you see that when you're right behind the wall you can make that, that, oh, that Mishnah over there is telling you that you're still able to watch something even if you're right behind the door going to the bathroom. But we're seeing from there on the side that you are allowed to go to the bathroom right when you're right around the corner for something. So that's against from Isi Bar Natan, who says you have to be far enough away that you can't hear the passing gaze. Is everyone with me? Says the Gemara. Really, you have to be further away. And you, no one can hear you past the gaze. But Isi would tell you that when it comes to Tarot, where you're taking care of Tarot, um, things that are holy, Hashem, the rabbis allow you to go to the bathroom and let people hear you because you're busy taking care of stuff. So we'll let you go right around the corner and make and go to the bathroom. Tashma. We bring a proof. They ask about these olives. Again, the case with the olives is as follows. Guy has a whole bunch of olives, which are tahor. And if someone touches it, who's tameh, or if a, a, an animal touches it, who's tameh, they can make it tameh. So he's being paid to guard and keep it tahor. Now, Hazit, the guy's got to go to the bathroom. So we said he can go right around the corner and go to the bathroom. We asked, oh, you could, but you see that the guy's going to hear him. Oh, you see, it's okay. No, over there we're doing a special rule to allow you to take care of the tarot. That's what we learned. How far could you be away? And there'll be, still be tahor. So they say, Kedeshiro Ehu, far enough that they could see you. So now. You see that you're allowed. It seems like you could be far away to see, and Isi by Yehuda said you could be far enough away, and no one could see you in a bika. Again, people who eat tarot, the rabbis are lenient, and in order to allow them to eat tarot, and therefore they said that he could break the rules, even though normally it's not modest if you could see you over here. They'll let you again. That's according to the Gemara's answer. Rav Ashi says no. My When he says you can't be as long as your friend can see you, it means he can't see the part of you that is uncovered. But he can see you, meaning, I can answer the question very good. Really, you have the olives that the guy was watching to make sure don't come here. You could see the olives. And your friend could see you. But you have to go far enough away that when, you, when the guy pulls down his pants, his friend can't see the part that's pulled down. As long as you're far enough away for that, even though you could see him and he could see you and you could see the tarot, that's fine. Now everything fits good. So now the reason how you're able to watch it is because you're watching it even from far yes. while you're doing it. Okay? He has and to watch it while going to the bathroom, though? Correct. According to this, he has to watch it. But we asked, how could you do it? I thought Eastie Rantan said you have to be far enough that you can't see it. The answer is no. He, all he meant was he can't see the part that's uncovered. Okay. Okay. So now, there was a certain eulogizer who stopped in front of Rabbi Nachman. Amar, he says, He says, wow. This guy was very, very modest when he went to the bathroom. So Nachman told him, 
So he, Nachman yells at him, he says, did you follow him to the bathroom to see if he was modest in the bathroom? How could you call him modest? The Tanya learned, we don't call a guy modest unless he's Sanua and the Betekiseh. So if you didn't follow him, don't say that he was modest if you didn't know. Don't say about this dead guy, he was modest if you didn't follow him to the bathroom. So Mara says, what does Nachman care if the guy was right, if he was modest or not? What's the difference? He said it, he said it. And this is a very, very important writer. Crazy Gemara. The Gemara says that if a person at a eulogy says something not true, not only is it bad for the dead person, which is a fact that everyone knows, everyone knows it's hurting the dead person. If you say something, a person says, wow, he was a big Sadiq, he kept Shabbat perfect, and the guy didn't keep Shabbat, he did everything wrong, and the guy says he kept Shabbat. It hurts the dead body, and it hurts the dead person. If he wasn't? If he wasn't, and you said he was, it's very, very bad for him. That's why it's very important, by the way, in our community. They only let people make eulogies if you're a rabbi. They don't let anyone get up there. You could hurt the guy. It's dangerous. You could be hurting the dead guy. So the Gemara says now, not only do they also take away from the dead guy, but the eulogizer himself, and all the people who answered amen to him, they all get punished. Wow. For answering the wrong thing. So that's why Rav Nachman, when he heard the guy say that this guy was Sanua, he had to correct him and say, Did you follow him to the bathroom? Because he didn't want he didn't no, he didn't want to be in trouble. Okay. I don't know. I guess people used to say inside men in the olden days. But normally a eulogy, even if the person isn't so great, everyone's going to, you know. You got to be careful. Only if the rabbis get up there, don't, don't hurt the guy. Tanu Rabbanan. We learned in the Brighta. Ezu Sanua. Who's Sanua? That's if he goes to the bathroom at night. In the place he goes to the bathroom during the day. Which means just like during the day he goes far away to go to the bathroom so no one sees him. At night he goes just as far. That's the guy who's called the Sanua. So this is my any do you really have to do that much? Didn't Behuda say the name of Rav? Person should always go to the bathroom early in the morning and at night. So you don't have to go far. So you see that at night you don't have to go far. If you two another thing, Rava in the day, he would go a meal far away. And at night, he would tell his servant, Make me a place in the city street. So during the day, he would go a meal away from town. And at night, he would just go in the city street to go to the bathroom. So even Rava didn't go to the bathroom far away at night. So how could we say that you're only Sanua? If you do the same thing at night as you do during the day. Rava didn't. I'm sure Rava was Sanua. Yeah, but Rava is going to see him at night. Exactly. So how could we say before that so if you are called Sanua, you have to do the same thing at night that you did during the day? We said that. How could it be? Also, Zera told the servant, See if anyone's behind the shul. I got to go to the bathroom. So you see at night he would do that. When we said, we don't do it the same as the day, meaning as far as the day, rather we meant the same way you go during the day, meaning just like during the day, you go modestly and you don't uh, uncover yourself too much, so too at night you do that also even though no one can see you. 
That's according to the Gemara's answer. Rav Ashi Amar, I feel to my com. I can even tell you have to go to the same place. When we said you can be close, the rabbis were talking about when you're a private corner. And you have a private corner, you can go wherever you want. Gufa, we learned. A person should always go to the bathroom early in the morning and at night when it's dark, so you don't have to go very far. You don't have to go far, make sure we get up early and go late, because otherwise you're wasting a lot of time walking back and forth. Good. Says the Gemara. Used to be people would touch themselves in a way that would help them go to the bathroom. Now, if you're doing that, first do that and then sit down. And don't sit down first and then touch yourself. Why? Because the person sits down and touches himself. Then, even if they're doing magic in Spain, it'll mess you over. Magic attaches itself to someone who's touching himself while he's sitting. So therefore, always touch yourself while you're standing, if you have to. What if you forgot? And then you sat down and touched yourself. What should you do? Kikai, when he gets up, he should say the following words in order to imagine it's a mess him over. He should say, Loli, Loli. Not me, not me. Lotachim, Lotatim. Not Tachim and not Tatim. Two types of magic. Lohani, Lomehani. Not these and not even a piece of these smell. These magic shouldn't bother me. Not if she's a witch and not if it's a sorcerer. Either way, let it all not work on me and then you'll be okay even if you messed up and you touch yourself sitting down. The Gemara says it can happen. Let's see. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Ben Azai Omer, Al Kol Meshkav Shechav. Any type of place you want to lie down, lie down. Chutz Mila Kaka, but on dirt. I'll call Moshav Shev. On any place to sit, Fadulu, sit. Chutz mina kore. Don't sit on a stump. Amar Shmuel. Chutz min ha kore. Don't sit on a beam. That's very hard. Okay? Says the Gemara. Amar Shmuel. Shina ba'amura shahar ki istina Sleeping in the morning in the, is as good as steel to iron. Going out to go to the bathroom in the morning. It's like steel to iron. That's awesome. What does Bar Kapara say? Bar Kapara would sell his opinions for a dollar, for a dinner. What would he say? kafna ochel. When you're hungry, eat. When you're thirsty, stay, drink. When your pot is hot, meaning you have to go to the bathroom, pour it out. Don't wait. When you hear a, a, a horn in Rome, the son of a fig seller should sell the figs of his father, meaning sell it right away, otherwise you'll lose the money. Abaye told the rabbis, When you pass through the city of Mechuza to go to the bathroom, don't look to this side or that side. 
Maybe there'll be women going to the bathroom over there, and it's not nice to look at them. And therefore, don't look on the sides when you're going to the bathroom. Sometimes there's people, uh, ladies going to the bathroom. Rav Safra al Rav Safra used to go to the Betakiseh. Rav Abba came and he coughed on the door. He wanted to go in. So Rav Safra told Rav Abba, Come on in. When Rav Safra came out, Rav Abba told him, you never went to Seir, and you learn what the people of Seir do. Seir is the goyim from Esav. We learned in the Bet that in the Bet Mikdash there was a big fire. there, and there was a bathroom in the Bet Mikdash called the Bet Kavod. Why was it Kavod? If you found it closed, then you know there's somebody there. If found it open, you know there's no one there. So therefore, no one had to talk in the bathroom. So the kavod of the bathroom is that you don't have to talk. You could always tell if someone's there, if the door is open or closed. So therefore, why would they do such a system? Obviously, because you're not supposed to talk in the bathroom. So the rabbis putting down the other rabbi, how come you're talking in the bathroom and saying, come on in? Yeah. I thought you're not supposed to talk in the bathroom because you see, if, it's, if in the bathroom the Ashley didn't talk, you shouldn't talk either. You see, it's not mod, it's not proper. Why do a talk? He thought that Rabbi Abba was in danger, meaning he thought that he really, really had to go to the bathroom and if he really has to go to the bathroom, you're not supposed to hold it in. The Tanya, Rashbag Omer, says, If you hold back on number two, it brings you to suffer a disease, Didakon. And Silon, if you hold back going to bath number one, causes Yerkon, which is yellowness. Rabbi Elazar went to the bathroom. Atahu Parsa, and a certain Roman came in, Dachke, and pushed him over. So he's in the bathroom, and a Roman guy, as he's sitting down crouching, a Roman guy came in and pushed him. Comedy Blazan Nafak, Blazan got up and he left. You know what? I'm not going to the bathroom here. At the Krona Shamta the Kashbata, a snake came out and ripped out the private part of the Roman and he killed him. Kari Aler Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said, Ve'eten Edam Adam Tachtecha. I will put someone else in your place. Don't read Adam Ele Edom, a Roman guy. So Hashem says, the danger that was supposed to come on him, Hashem said, I took you out, and I put a Roman guy in your place. Wow. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Shaul HaMelech now. There's a time in Shaul HaMelech's life where he was running after David, and David was going to kill him because he's a, he was a... Rodef, he's someone who's chasing him to kill him. He's allowed to kill him. But in the end, David is not going to kill him because of the following reason. Let's see. David says, tell, David is his son-in-law. Correct. Okay. Now, it says, David yelled out to Shaul. He says, by the way, I could have killed you. David was on an opposite mountain. He calls out to Shaul. He says, why are you coming to kill me for? I could have killed you last night. 
when I saw you going to the bathroom, and I didn't kill you. Okay? Now, my ve'amar, why does it say ve'amar, ve'amarti, I said, we should see ve'amarti, not ve'amar, why does it say ve'amar? Ve'tahas, ve'hasti, why does it say ve'tahas, it protected you, she'v'chasti, and I protected you, mi ba'yaleh. Amalir, Amar bi'alazad, Amalu David Shaul. David told Shaul the following, Min Torah, from the Torah, Ben Harigata, really, I can kill you from the Torah. Shalom Zephatah, because you're trying to kill me. If you're trying to kill me, I'm allowed to kill you from the Torah. The Torah says, if someone comes to kill you, you're allowed to kill him first. Because you were so soon in the bathroom, I let you go. Or it protected you. Correct. Okay, I have to look up the Ben Yehuda. I don't have it here. Umayhi, what was so? What was so modest about Shaul? Dechtiv, vayavo el gedrat hatzon of al derech v'sham me'ara. He went to the sheep, and there was a a, a cave there. Vayoshol lehosif v'taglav, and Shaul went to the cave to go to the bathroom number two. Right? Tana, we learned gedel lefnim min gedel umara lefnim mara. He went in a behind the fence, behind the fence, and a cave within a cave. Because he went so modest, he didn't just go in the cave, he went in two, a double cave and a double fence, therefore David saw that he was very, very modest, he knew he was a Sadiq, and he didn't want to kill him. Lahasech, he went to cover his feet, that's the literal meaning, that means that when he went to the bathroom, he covered himself with his garment like a sukkah. So this way no one could see him, even if you're looking, he had a skirt that he would open up and go to the bathroom so no one could see him, even though he could, he was in a place that no one could see, he still covered himself. That was special, special modesty, and David decided to Mercy. save his life. Some say that because David saw that, that, that he was so modest, he thought that really he'll never, when push comes to shove, he won't kill him. And therefore, he can't call him a rodef. When one time he came to see Shaul, and he wanted Shaul to know that he saw him. So he cut off a piece of Shaul's cloak, and cloak is his, his garment, and he showed it to him. He said, look, I could have killed you. Look, I took a piece of you, but I could have killed you. Anyone who embarrasses clothes, he, in the end of his life, he won't be able to enjoy them. This is the Haftarah over there, where it says that David got old, and they covered him with clothes, and he, wouldn't, he couldn't warm him up. Why not? Since he dishonored the clothes of Shaul, so Hashem made it, that the clothes didn't help him either. If Hashem pushed you against me, let him listen to my minha. Um, what does that mean? Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Masid Karitali. Because David told Shaul, like, what's going on like this? David told Shaul, I'm not going to kill you, but this is what should happen. If Hashem is the one who made you upset at me, then Hashem should, should accept my offering that he should make you not, not upset. Now, Hashem got angry that David said, Hashem, I made you angry at me. 
אמר לך, כבוד דוד, מסי, קרית לי יקורים מי, מסי, סמון הוא מייד, סמון אפסט? You blame me for this? אייב. הרי אני מכשיר לך בדבר שאפילו אתה לא קומש בתנבה, אני יודעין אותו. If you're doing that, I'm going to make you forget something that even school children know. What happened? תכתיב, כי תישא את ראש מנהל סדר וקודם, ונתו איש כופר נשו. Since when you take, when you count the Jews, everyone has to give a piece, you don't count the people, and he causes a plague if you count the Jews. And David made a mistake. ויעמוד שטן על ישראל, וכתיב, it says right after that, what does it say? ויעשת את דוד, בהם נאמוד מלך מנהל סדר. He got David to say, go count the Jews. And even every school child knows in order to count the Jews. And the great David Amelech made a mistake and counted the Jews. Once he counted them, Hashem didn't accept Kofed, and then he started punishing. Hashem made a plague in the Jews from the morning to the evening. Crazy plagues going on. Okay. Plague, plague is like a... A virus. It says, my et moed, when it says it lasted from the morning till a certain time, what's the certain time? Amash Moshmo says, Saba, Chatne de Rabchanina, Mishme de Rabchanina, Mishat Shechitat Tamid, from the morning when they slaughtered Tamid in the morning, Ad Shatzikato, till they sprinkle the blood in the morning. Okay, Rebiocha, Rebiocha says, at Chatzot Mamash, till, till it was actually Chatzot, it was a much longer one, till Chatzot, when he now let it sprinkle the blood anymore of the Dama Boker. The Yom El Malach HaMashchit Ba'am Rav, it says that he told the Malach, who was destroying the people, stop. Amar Bilazal, Amar Le'ekadosh Bechul, the Malach, Hashem told the Malach, Tu li Rav Shebahim. Take me to the big one among them. I want to accept, I want to make him pay a bunch of chovot. Sometimes when, when, when the Jews owe, as it were, that someone should get killed, a lot of people should get killed, Hashem will say, take me to the big one, the big gadol, I'll take him, and if I take him, it'll cause that a lot of people don't die. And the person who was the big gun over here who was taken was Avishai bin Siduya, who was equivalent to most of the son of dream. He's as great as most of the son of dream. And when he destructed him, Hashem saw and he changed his mind. What did he see? According to one opinion, he saw Yaakov vinu zechut, and that's why he stopped. So just like he says, Ra'am by Yaakov means Ra'am by Hashem. Shmuel, Amar Shmuel says, Efrosh Yitzchakra, he saw the, the burnt, the burnt um, ashes of Yitzchak Avinu from the Akedash, Neymar, Elohim Yered Liyaseh, Hashem should show me the set. Now, seeing burnt ashes is impossible of Yitzchak, because Yitzchak didn't get burnt. But the, the rabbi says, as if his ashes are still there. Okay. Here it says, Nachla Amar. The Gemara says, it, 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 you have a power, Ki'ilu, that's what we say in the morning. If you come early, you'll hear. And we say, Ki'ilu Afarot Sabur Munach Al Gamazbech. Rebetzak Nafcha, Omer Rebetzak Nafcha says, what do we say? Kesef Kipurim Ra'ah. He saw the money of the, of the 
Kippur that the Jews were giving for the first counting. Shneiman, Kach Tarkesen Kippurim Ma'et Pnei Yisrael. Riochel Amar Bet Mikdash La Yisrael Bet Mikdash and the Zechut of Bet Mikdash he got rid of it. Tichtiv Bahar Hashem Yirah. Good. Pligi Bar of Yochan Bar Idi Yeshua Bar Nachmani. There's Machloket. Chad Amar Kesef Al Kippurim La. Once he saw the silver of the Kippurim. Chad Amar Bet Mikdash. Once he saw the Bet Mikdash. It's logical to Mishnah said, Adam maklo. You can't go to Habay with your walking stick. And you can't make it a kapandra. It's not my kapandra. What's a kapandra? Kapandra kishmeh means a shortcut. Yes. Instead of going around, I'm going to go through it. That's a shortcut. So too, you can't do that in Beit HaMikdash. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Baravua. Hanechnas Beit HaKneset al menat shelo la'asoto kambadja, muta la'asoto kambadja. You're not supposed to take a shortcut to the shul. But let's say, you walked into the shul for something else. And now you really, you walked in to get a sefer. Now you really don't need the sefer. Once you walked in to get a sefer, you're allowed to walk out the other way and take a shortcut out of it. Because you didn't walk in for a shortcut. You walked in to get something and then you walked out the other way. That's okay. Right. Okay? Like we said, Another hetan is, if there was a path going through the shul before the shul was there, you're allowed to continue going through as a shortcut. It's a big chidush. If you're going to shul to pray, you can make a shortcut out of it. Just like if you're going to shul. You don't have to go back the same way you came, go all the way around. You can walk through it. Okay, as we see that when the people came in front of Hashem, they used to, in the, in the Beit HaMikdash, they would go in one door and go out the other door. So even though that's making it a shortcut, still you're allowed to do it because you went in for something else, so too we're allowed to do it also. It says, We said it's a sewer to spit on Beit HaMikdash from a Kalva Chomer. Yeah, spit on the floor. It's like you spit in Hashem's eye. Hashem says, My eye and my heart is there all day. So if you spit in the Beit HaMikdash, it's like you're spitting in Hashem's eye. Amar Rava, Rikikab Bet Knesset Sharia Midi Dehava and Minal. He's a chidush. He says, You're allowed to spit in a shul. Why? Just like you're allowed to wear shoes in a shul, so too you're allowed to spit. Well, nowadays we have floors that you can't spit on. But in the olden days when you used to have dirt floors, people thought it was fine to spit on the floor. But in a shul, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Right? But we're telling you now, you are allowed to wear a shul, because since you're allowed to wear shoes in shul, and you're allowed to wear shoes in the Beit Mikdash, here you are allowed to. Just like you're allowed to wear shoes, you should be allowed to spit. 
What made you think to compare spitting to shoes? Maybe you should spit, compare spitting to taking shortcuts. And just like you know, take a shortcut to Beit Hamikdash, shouldn't be allowed to spit. You decide to compare spitting to shoes and say, "Oh, if you're allowed to wear shoes in a shul, so you're allowed to spit in a shul." Maybe compare. Maybe compare spitting to taking a shortcut to the shul. Just like you can't take a shortcut to the shul, you shouldn't be allowed to take a shortcut. So you shouldn't be allowed to spit in the shul. Any question? Okay. Amale, so Rava told her papa. Tana yalif mimin al va'ata If the Tana says he learns it from the shoes, who told you should do a shortcut? Mahi, how do you learn it from shoes? The Tana you learned in the Brayta, lo yikines adam laharabayit. The person should not go to baharabayit. Lo maklo not with his stick should be ado. Lo melo not with his shoes should be going on his feet. So you can't go with the money that's in your handkerchief. And with your money belt that's hanging outside your clothes. Don't make a shortcut out of it. And you don't learn, and you can't spit with a kalvachomer from a shoes. Just like a shoe. Which is not aib to wear a shoe. No one says it's embarrassing to wear a shoe. Still, the Torah told Moshe Rabbeinu, take off your shoes, you're in a holy place. When it comes to spinning, which is a, an embarrassment, surely the rabbis will not let, let it to be spit on Harabayit. You know why? It says, it's Pasuk from Esther. It says that, you, that Esther told Mordechai, you got to stay over here. You're wearing sackcloth. You can't come into this king's gate with sackcloth. Since Mordechai can't go in the, in the king's gate with sackcloth, just like a sackcloth, it's not, it's not yucky. It's just not cool. Just because it's not even yucky. And yet, you can't, you can't wear it in front of Basar Badam. How much more so to keep spitting which is disgusting, in front of Hashem, surely you shouldn't be able to do it. If it's more disgusting, you shouldn't be able to do it. So Tanakhama says, you learn some spinning from the laws of shoes. Yeah. told him, this is what I meant to say. Let's be strict on both things. Let's say, that just like you're strict about wearing shoes, so to here, you should be treated Spinning very, very strictly. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.